welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International. And I'm delighted to have as my special guest, Nick McKay, the National Director of Cinnamon Network Australia. Welcome, Nick. Great you can join me today. Thanks, Matt. Lovely to be with you. Now, we've actually never kind of physically met, but I guess that's the new world we're in. So uh, when did you start work as our National Director in Australia? That's exactly right. And it's, uh, <laughs> I hadn't even realised it until you mentioned it now. Uh, it'll be lovely when we finally do. Uh, I have been in the role for almost six months. I think coming up on there, I started, well, maybe five. I started at the very end of June, start of July. So it's been a while. Yeah, so right in the middle of the pandemic or this year, this year anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a very uh, interesting and challenging season. But uh, as in fact, something I've reflected on a couple of times over the last few months is I, I do believe it was also a very God orchestrated timing uh, for, for Snowman to launch in Australia, uh, in part because I think COVID has uh, highlighted and, and exacerbated, obviously, so many of the social issues that we face as a country and as a world. And so I, I believe that the need for the church to play its role within uh, serving and loving and lifting up local communities has never been clearer. And that's actually a lovely time, albeit a terrible season, uh, in, in which to, to launch Cinnamon and offer it as a, uh, as a gift to the Australian church. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, we always see ourselves as a servant of the church. And you've often used the language of we see ourselves as a gift, you know, mm. something freely given to help yeah, encourage I and think build up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think when, when you first use that language for me, it really just spoke volumes and it does, it keeps us as Cinnamon Australia, I think, um, humble and servant-like and, and also recognizing that our value is not, can't really be defined by ourselves. It's ultimately defined by, by the church and more importantly, it's defined by the people that the church helps. Yes. Uh, and so as we try and discern our role moving forward, it, it, I, I think it keeps the focus in the right place, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah, so Nick, cinnamon aside for a moment, tell us something personal about you. I mean, many people are meeting you for the first time today listening to this. Um, give us a little insight into the world of Nick McKay. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> a little insight into me. I am, uh, I am a father of two. I am a husband to a, a wonderful South African woman, uh, my wife Dawn. I am someone who has traveled around the world to come back down the road. So I grew up five minutes from where I live now in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. I swore that I'd never live anywhere near where I currently am. I have spent significant time in South Africa as well as the UK and other parts of the country. Uh, and then recently moved back to Melbourne. In fact, at the end of last year, we were based in Johannesburg uh, for about three and a half years and then, and then felt a real... Uh, Abraham-like call from God uh, to come back home, uh, one that was very clear yeah, on the on the objective and very light on the detail, uh, as, <laughs> as tends to be my experience of God. Uh, and so we came back, and the uh, and, and I would say that the maybe the only, the other thing to say about me is so so I've worked as a um, in a bunch of different uh, organisations uh, focused on social justice and building movements around creating change really uh, locally, nationally, and globally. Uh, some of those have had a Christian element to them, some not. I'm, I'm a relatively recent convert in some ways. I, I became a Christian around, I 
reckon 15 years ago now, but, uh, but prior to that, I was a very um, staunch agnostic. And, uh, and probably the only other thing, because it leads to my cinema journey, is that I'm an author. So I wrote a book uh, called Faith, Death and Pills. And it was um, the, uh, the forward was very kindly written by Tim Costello, who's our patron for Cinnamon in Australia. And we were having a conversation not unlike this one over Zoom earlier in the year where I was interviewing him about some of the themes that were raised in the book. And, uh, and he said, oh, what are you up to these days? And my response was, well, a few things, but I'm basically waiting for God to open the door. I kind of feel like I'm standing here in the corridor of Australia uh, and not quite sure we go, we have, what happens next. And he said, have you heard of cinnamon? And I think it was four weeks later that I was speaking to you and, uh, and you were offering me the role as National Director for Australia. So it's been a, a very, not only a God-orchestrated season for, for Cinnamon, but I feel for myself as well. It's uh, an amazing blessing to be part of this and, uh, and an awesome opportunity to hopefully bring together some of the skills and experiences that I've accumulated over the last couple of decades and, and use it to, to help build up the church. Yeah, and then stepping into the role, I think you said uh, it's the the most developed startup you've ever experienced. The best established startup ever. Absolutely. That's right. I have a, I have a startup history, but I know what startups look like and it's not Cinnamon Australia. That's, and that's due to your relentlessness and God's grace. When I stepped in and you were like, yeah, we've got all these people. There's advisory councils around the country and a board of amazing people. Uh, and uh, and I had to I had to check with a couple of people and uh, Matt only came twice right like he's only spent two weeks in the country how did all of this happen so uh, I think that it it gives us a, a remarkable uh, foundation and has for the whole of this year and and beyond for for success and uh, so much goodwill uh, particularly across denominations which is one of the things that I'm particularly passionate about is the role that cinnamon can play in Australia and I believe that we can play internationally in. Uh, in promoting unity and helping helping the church to look more like the the unified body of Christ and uh, and I think uh, God knows that that is a that is a key uh, need that we have. Uh, we certainly do. Yeah. So uh, in your first six months in the role, you've uh, one of your big wins is that you've supported 126 churches thereabouts in the Illawarra in New South Wales to undertake the first ever Cinnamon Faith Action Audit in Australia. Um, tell right. us a bit more. I mean, let's jump straight to the results and then perhaps you can tell us how it happened. So what did yeah. this Faith Action Audit show us in the Illawarra? Well, um, it, it showed us some quite remarkable information about the, the extent to which the faith-based community in Illawarra is having an impact and the extent to which they are providing critical services to, to people experiencing vulnerability, isolation and injustice. Uh, we had as you said, we, we reached out to and had interactions with all of the churches and, and faith-based organisations in the region, of which there are almost 200. We had responses from just over 100, which was a remarkable response rate. Uh, it revealed that there are just under 150 different community service activities being delivered every year across 15 different social needs. Uh, it revealed that there are somewhere in the range of 140,000 beneficiary interactions every year. Uh, and that represents or is the equivalent of, of half the combined population of, the, of Wollongong and Shell Harbour, which were the two areas of the, of the region that we measured. And uh, in, a, in a kind of financial sense, it, uh, it revealed that there is that the work of the faith-based community in this regard is, uh, is equivalent to uh, well over $9.7 million in social impact value every year. 
Wow. And is that kind of gifts in kind and stuff given, or is it time? What does that figure it's, represent? It, well, I mean, that's the, that's the, the more impressive thing in many regards is that it, it measures time only. So it's, it's basically the, 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 it's the human capital uh, investment of churches and faith-based organizations, both paid staff as well as volunteers. And we, we basically calculated the, the approximate number of hours uh, delivered per year and multiplied that by the minimum wage uh, in, uh, in Australia. And so it is a, a very conservative uh, estimate mm -hmm. of the true uh, value. But that was part of our desire as well, was that we didn't want to uh, overclaim the impact, but at the same time, we wanted to give a, uh, a powerful snapshot of what mm -hmm. it really, what the faith community in Illawarra, and I believe throughout Australia, uh, really does and how much it's worth uh, to yeah. the, the local communities, particularly those in need. Yeah. And many of those hours, you know, will be uh, providing skills and expertise worth far more than the living wage. Oh, absolutely. So uh, it's, it's quite it's quite incredible. Um, yeah, and I and mean, we're only and we're only capturing. Oh, sorry, we're only capturing, uh, as I said, you know, fifty percent of of the response uh, responses uh, of the of the organisations that reach. There's many more uh, activities out there that that yeah. we that we weren't able to capture in this particular audit. So yeah. uh, it, it is just a drop in the ocean, but it's yeah. nonetheless a, a pretty significant drop. <laughs> yeah, and I often like to think, Nick, if all the churches and faith-based organisations shut up shop tomorrow. What would be the replacement cost? Because it wouldn't be 9.7 million Australian dollars. Correct. Um, you know, because, you know, if you had to pay people that, there'd be mm. pension on top of that. There'll be other taxes on top of that. There'll be ins employee insurance. There'll be retirement contributions. I mean, you're probably looking at a, a 3x replacement costs, you know, if all that yeah. work stopped overnight. I agree with you. And I think there's actually even, perhaps there's a value to the church-led or faith-based uh, led service that can't even be quantified in, in monetary terms. And that is the way that we serve, both in terms of like the motivation uh, that, that drives us, a, a, as well as the what people experience when they are served by someone from a, a church or a, or a faith-based organisation, as opposed to uh, government or a corporate CSR initiative, and, and I believe there's a role for every everybody to play. But interestingly, at the um, at the launch for Illawarra, I was I was uh, just the morning before I was reading from uh, Ezekiel about God's vision for the new Israel and and placing the temple basically side by side with the city. Uh, and and there's a, there was a clear line uh, in his vision. There was a clear, a clear line of, of, uh, of separation between the two because of these unique roles, I believe, for the church and, and the city. Uh, but the, that, the, that boundary was never supposed to be a barrier. So I think, I think part of what this, this audit reveals is that there's a unique role uh, for churches to be playing uh, and, and faith-based organisations to be playing within cities. Uh, and it needs to be done alongside and where possible in partnership mm. with government, corporate, other sectors. Mm. And the wonderful thing about the Illawarra audit is it revealed that a lot of this is already happening, uh, but there is also a lot of, uh, of room for, uh, for expansion and, and improvement in that regard as well. Yeah. So what are the Illawarra leaders now doing with this research? Because it's nice to have a, a report on the shelf uh, or in electronic form. <laughs> um, how are they now leveraging this to uh, start conversations and collaboration with other partners? 
Yeah, so we have always said since the beginning that the report is just the start rather than the end of the process. And really, we encouraged our partner in Illawarra, uh, Together for the Illawarra, which was this um, coalition of, of churches from across the region, to think about how this can be a means to an end for them in their desires to better serve the community and to promote collaboration and unity across the church in the region. So they're going to be hosting a range of, um, uh, of meetings with existing fraternals and, and groups of church leaders that exist, uh, as well as, uh, as hosting their own forums in order to basically unpack uh, and dissect the, the report, explore what's being done really well, what are the areas or the gaps that might be missing, identify opportunities to learn from one another. So uh, Phil Inglis, uh, who I believe you, you've spoken to from the Salvation Army was saying, oh, we really wanted to do uh, visiting services because we know there's a lot of isolated individuals in the region, yeah. but we don't know how to best do it. And suddenly mm -hmm. they've got these figures that say, well, Catholic Care, um, the, the, the Catholic Church-based uh, agency is doing amazing work in that regard. So what can the Salvos learn from Catholic Care? Oh, but also yep. what can Catholic care learn from the Salvos? You know, how can they come together and, and improve their, their, their respective uh, offerings? Uh, so I think it's going to be, that's, the, that's the, the next step. And from there, I think they'll also be looking at uh, how they can use these, this data and these figures to open more doors into government and explore those options. And I hope also to open eyes more broadly within society about the true value uh, of the church and the faith-based community. Uh, because uh, I think that's something, the reputation, certainly in Australia, the reputation of the church and, and, and what it means to be a Christian uh, mm. could be better is the most diplomatic way I can phrase it. Uh, and, uh, and we've brought quite a lot of that on ourselves. Uh, but I, I think there is amazing work that, that, that we do. And, um, and it's wonderful to have the, the kind of the proof and be able to share it. Well, it's great in the Illawarra to have this evidence that faith is a force for good. And Absolutely. Good news isn't just good news for the, the, the church, but it's good news for the city. And I think Absolutely. that's what this report shows. And it's great to hear how it's being leveraged. So, Nick, what, what's next for you and for Cinnamon Network Australia? Uh, where do we go now? Well, probably a bunch of different directions, but uh, because we're just starting off and I, I, I feel like the more we... Uh, scratch the surface, the more opportunities there are and the more mm. God seems to be revealing uh, ways that we can we can be of service uh, to the church and to people in need. But as it relates mm. specifically to the Cinnamon Faith Action Audits, I feel that can be a critical vehicle uh, for us in empowering churches and, and communities across the country. And Illawarra for us really was a pilot uh, to be able to, to test it and, and to see how it works in the Australian context, to make mistakes, which we did, uh, to learn lessons, which we hopefully did, uh, and, to, and to benefit from uh, uh, the, the, all the, the wonderful people at Together for the Illawarra who allowed us to run this with them uh, and take it now to other regions. So we're already in conversations with uh, some amazing uh, church leaders and uh, existing coalitions of faith-based organisations in uh, Victoria, in Tasmania, in Queensland, in WA. And so we are hoping to run at least three more of these across the country next year. I think it could even be as many as six. We'll do at least as many uh, again in 2022. Uh, and ultimately, I think heading to a point where we have a, not just a, a snapshot at a local level or even at a state and territory level, but hopefully enough data at a national level that we can bring it together and present it uh, in a cumulative fashion to uh, the Australian government and, and, uh, and relevant stakeholders at the national level uh, 
to say, this is our contribution. This is what we're already doing. Wow. Uh, how, what, what more can we do and how can we better work with, with you and with others? So uh, we've, got, we've got big plans, uh, a little way to go, but at least we've started and we've now got the evidence of what it looks like, which is very, very helpful. Yeah. So Nick, what would you say to anybody listening to this Talking Transformation broadcast if they were thinking, gosh, I'd like to find out more. I, I'm quite interested in doing this in our town or our city. Uh, what, what would you say to them to encourage them and how can they get in contact with you? Mm. Well, I, my encouragement, uh, I would encourage them. I would say it's a, it's a really unique and, and powerful opportunity to be able to articulate the work that we do as the church, not just through stories and narrative, but also through facts, figures, numbers, the sort of language that speaks to people uh, in other sectors and other parts of society who may not understand necessarily what we do or mm. may not listen uh, to what we do because we're just not presenting it in the right way uh, yeah. or in, in the way that is easiest for them to digest. So I think it's a remarkable opportunity. I think it's something that can be tailored to local communities and, and, and areas as well, which is part of its power. So do it. I guess is my advice. Uh, reach out to us. Let's have a conversation about what it might look like and 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 how you can how we can help you you run this in your region uh, or or town or city. It's an undertaking. There's quite a, there is quite a bit involved, but I think in terms of the return on the investment mm -hmm. of time, it's it's uh, it's well and truly worth it. And as again, Phil and others from Illawarra have said, a lot of the benefit is actually the process. Uh, because it's the conversations that you have, it's the relationships that you form, it's the, 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 the testing of what it actually means to work in, in unity and collaboration across yeah. churches and denominations. That's part of the, the power of it. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in Australia and you want to run uh, a Cinnamon Faith Action Audit, you can reach out to us at australia at cinnamonnetwork.com. You can check out the website, uh, cinnamonnetwork.org.au. And, um, and similarly, the international site, cinemanetwork.com, uh, to find out some more information about the CFAAs and to, uh, and to get in touch with us if you'd like to have a conversation mm. about doing your own. Wonderful. Thank you, Nick. We always say that uh, really what this is doing is helping the church become bilingual, to mm. learn to communicate the value of it, what it does, in a way that wider society can understand the true value and contribution of the church to communities and wider society. So... Church, you're amazing, and we want to help you communicate your value and your impact in a way that your town, your city, your nation, the world can better understand uh, the value of the good news of Jesus Christ. So reach out to us at cinnamonnetwork.com. If you're in Australia, South Africa, America, Europe, wherever you are in the world, uh, reach out to us. We would love to work with you. Thank you so much for your time, Nick. It's been a great pleasure. And uh, you have a great Christmas and we look forward to speaking again real soon. Excellent. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Matt. Cheers.